Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. And tonight we're going to be doing the film Shadow. This is a uh, Zhang Yi Mu film. It was made, I think, in 2018, 2019, and it's sort of been billed as his return to Wuxia. And the movie is about uh, this uh, this kingdom of pain that loses a city to its enemy, the Yang. And the king is afraid to retake the city and tries to arrange an alliance by having his sister marry the son of the Yang general. Uh, but the, the king's own commander, Ziyu, plots against him to retake the city and usurp his throne. In truth, Ziyu is a young man named Jing, who's raised from birth to serve as Ziyu's shadow because they resemble each other. The real Ziyu plots in hiding while his shadow and his wife work to deceive the king, but find themselves drawn to one another as an impending duel and siege loom. And it's a... I don't know, it's kind of a, it's, it's an odd movie, right? Because it's like a, it's a fairly simple plot, but it took me a little while to understand what was going on. So, um, uh, Dion, what was your reaction to this film when you saw it? What, what did, what did you think about it? I, I liked it. I thought the movie was really, well, I don't want to say unique. It has unique qualities to it, but it's not a completely unique film, but I, I thought the storyline was good and I liked, um, we'll talk about it later, but there are some unique things that I, I liked about it. So I liked the movie. Yeah. And I had, so here's my reaction. I'm still debating what I think about this movie, to be honest. Um, I was bored out of my mind for like the first 10 or 15 minutes. I was really bored, but then I kind of eased into the movie because I it's it has a it has a slow pace. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and 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 it's not like Zhang Yimou is the the most fast paced director in the world. So it's not like a betrayal of his style or anything like that. I should have been prepared for a slower pace, um, but I was a little bit bothered by the slow pace at first. But then it it started to work for me, and the drama between the characters became interesting, and then just as I was sort of like, well, where are the fight scenes? Then we started to have some fight scenes. Um, and, and I found myself really responding very positively to the movie, you know, as it went on, but my initial reaction was very negative and then it sort of slowly changed over time. And so we'll talk about it again at the end, but I'm, it's, it's one of these movies where I feel like I'm going to have to watch it a few times to really decide Mm -hmm. how I feel about it. Um, and, uh, but it's definitely one thing I will say. It is a gorgeous looking movie. There, 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 there. It is gorgeous. Yeah, there. This is a gorgeous film, and there's a lot of really powerful emotional moments in it. It's it's definitely something people should check out because my initial reaction to it might not be how a lot of people respond to it. Um, so, so we've gone over the plot, and one of the key things in the movie is. Uh, this Commander Ziyu, he lost uh, a duel to Commander Yang in the city like a year ago or something. And a lot of his plot revolves around having another duel with him, which is going to really serve as a decoy so that they can invade the city. And he needs to prepare his, uh, um, his shadow, his shadow Jing, to fight against General Yang. And he doesn't need Jing to win. He just needs Jing to fight long enough that they can get into the city and take it over. And so with, with help from his wife, they discover that they can use a, a, a parasol and fight in a feminine style against 
General Yang's masculine style, which fits with his name, and uh, and that that will, if not defeat him, at least give Jing an edge and allow him to fight longer. And so I was curious, you know, I'm interested in your thoughts on it and how you felt about that. Was kind of an intriguing aspect to the movie. I thought. I thought it was a great aspect of the movie because yin and yang, you know, you have to balance each other out. And obviously that Jing wasn't going to win with his masculine style just because if he's pretending to be um, the commander, the commander already lost once using that same style. So the obvious well, to me, the obvious thing was you had to think outside of the box and get to something different. And I really didn't think that they would take the wife's suggestion. They would just, you know, shove it under the rug. But then when she actually showed the feminine style, then um, they took it more seriously. And obviously it can counter the um, masculine style which yeah. I thought was brilliant because it reminds me of another movie from back in the day where our protagonist has to use, he tries to defeat White Frow with the masculine style, but then he comes back yeah. and has to learn the feminine style in order to win. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. And I was actually, at first, I was like, this is not getting any, like, this is definitely doing that at a much higher level cinematically. Like it's like, right. This is much more artistically rendered, but I remember at first I was thinking this is trying to do what clan of the white Lotus did, but it's not really getting there for me. But then it just took longer. It wasn't all done in one scene as they did it, as they, they, they have this initial thing where the wife shows them the, the, the style. She explains the philosophy and explains that the parasol is associated with yin and associated with water. Water. And that that worked, number one, that worked really well. It also kind of reminded me of the fight scene in Hero in the rain. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I felt like it was, I felt like he was kind of touching, touching upon things he had done in other movies previously. So it tied, so I was mentally kind of going back to those. But then when they had the actual duel and I saw the parasols in action and and then the way that they he used the blade of the parasol because it's actually a soft blade to to defeat and, and we're gonna spoil it here. He defeats the general by bending the blade because it's soft and then just slicing his throat. And I thought that was a really magnificent depiction of that concept of of because every aspect of the parasol was feminine. Do you know what I mean? It was all right. It was all soft power of various kinds and. I don't know. I re- I really liked the way that it played out. And again, initially, which I think was kind of typical of my reaction to the movie. At first, I was doubtful or skeptical, but mm-hmm. then, as I I guess as he played out his ideas longer over the course of the movie, I was brought on board with them. And and that was a perfect example of it for me. That really encapsulated everything about the movie that I thought was good. Um, right. So I don't know. Is there anything that you want to add to that before we talk about the other weapons and the other? The other... Well, the parasol that they that she trains them with is just a regular paper parasol. But when the men start using it, they use a bladed parasol. It doesn't have any of the paper on it. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that that was clear because yeah. um, even though, you know. And I think that was because they were training. Be 
Right. Yeah, I think that was because he was training with a staff rather than an actual spear. Right. And And so... But I did like how when they... they I, I, I It, it kind of worked better. At first, I was a little bit confused because I was like, wait a second, weren't they supposed to be using a regular parasol? But then it was like, oh, no, of course, they're going to use something more, like, substantial that's not going to get torn apart by the, the spear. But it also was kind of like a cool unveiling because you really didn't expect no. to see it. And then they... Yeah. they they roll through the streets with these things. They use them. They use them for mobility too. So yes. it was. It, it really afforded them a lot of cool-looking scenes on top of just kind of connect, connecting to the ideas that we were discussing. So and that's one of the unique things that came through in the movie was the parasols that they used and how they used them, not just as a weapon, but like you said, as mobility yep. and rolling the streets. I thought that was cool because you would never think of using a parasol the way that they use, used it. So I thought that was a pretty cool aspect of the, the film. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Like, I mean, I've seen parasols before, but this was, and, and maybe I've seen a bladed parasol. I don't know. I feel like if I have, I've seen it in like a Hollywood movie rather than a, martial arts movie but there probably is one that i'm just forgetting because i mean they it, you know it reminded me of the parasol from um uh the flying guillotine movie where you know he uses the parasol to as the counter to the guillotine uh -huh. it reminds me of that one because it's kind of metal it's similar mm -hmm. but um but yeah i don't know and then uh i guess that would lead us into the fight scenes themselves um you know the the, the, uh, how would you describe the fight scenes here? The, the, do, do they have a unique quality to them? I like that they were shot in the rain. Because in the very beginning of the scene, beginning of the movie, she's talking about that there's going to be some great battle in the yeah. rain. And it's kind of like, well, how do you know it's going to be in the rain? You don't even know when this battle is going to come. But I love how that all came together Yeah. in the... Um, of the battle for the city, but uh, I didn't find anything like really unique besides the parasols, the way they use them. I thought that it was a very well grounded fight scenes. I do like the way that the Yang general used his spear. I, I he showed great power with yeah. the spear. Yeah, I agree. And like he was very accustomed to using the spear. Like it wasn't like he just picked it up for the movie. It's like he had been yeah. training with it for a while. And so it was really an extension of him. Uh, sometimes with actors, you can tell that they've never used their weapons except for in that movie. But him, he, he looked really, he looked like he was accustomed to that. It looked very yes. natural. It was like a, an extension of his, his arms, you know, yeah. like it was another part of him which I thought was really cool. And that's how the um, Jing ended up using the umbrella. He really connected with that, yeah. too, I thought. It looked really gorgeous when they fought with each other. I mean, the whole movie was just shot. It was gorgeous. I mean, it's a lot of dark gorgeous. Yeah, it's black and white um, palette. It's very... Yes. Yeah. But you, but the beauty of the costumes and the movement of the people yeah. still comes through. You don't use black and white 
well. It can seem really heavy and almost like you're drowning in it, but this was not used that way. There was good contrast, even down to like the the strand of hair needs to be just so. Do you know what right. I mean? Like everything was fairly detail oriented, it seemed. And um, my my reaction to the fight scenes, I, there were a couple of things I really liked about them. I think the first is that there were there were things that happened in the fight scenes that I didn't expect. Like when they were fighting on that platform and Jing slid along the ground and, yes. and is stabbed by that that splinter, that massive splinter, that that surprised me. And I had a lot of... Re- in the same thing with the blade it bending. It like it hurt. Yeah, and then when she... And even though it's almost a cliche, but the way that it happened, I wasn't expecting it. When, the, when Ching Ching, the, the king's sister, stabbed Yang Ping in the neck... And uh-huh. to return the, the the token that he had given her as the for the request to be his concubine. That was uh, awesome. That was but a very I awesome. Talk scene. About, I want to talk about her later. Okay, we'll we'll save that for later. But what I also loved about the fight scenes is this is a movie where the characters don't really. And again, we've only seen it. Well, I don't know. Maybe you've seen it more than once, but I I've only seen it once. This is my first time seeing it because I was I was late to seeing it. It came out last year, and I never I never saw it. So. Uh, I, 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 this movie, the characters don't really, they talk, but a lot of times they don't. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of times they leave a lot of things unsaid and there's just sort of, you just kind of have to go by what the character's expression conveys or whatever. Mm -hmm. But in the fight scenes, I felt like a lot of that characterization was coming out. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot Mm -hmm. of, a lot of their motivations became more clear in the fight scenes. There were a lot of emotional moments in the fight scenes. Like every... Every single one of the major fight scenes to me had emotional peaks to them that felt uh, satisfying. Um, and so, like, you know, like, when uh, when the general and Jing are dueling and the general's like, okay, you know, I beat you, so now, you know, but you get, you know, but you did good, so we'll call it a draw or something. I forget right. exactly what he said. And Jing was like, no, we're going to keep going. You know, and it's just moments like that I really liked. And then, again, the moment where he sliced the general's throat, the moment with Jing Ping, and the really emotional moment when Jing is trying to find his mother because he's been promised yes. that he can go see his family again, and he gets there and she's been killed. And, you know, that scene I thought was, you know... Like, that was heart-wrenching. Yeah. So so it was very very emotional. Um, and, and, yeah, so... Uh, I guess I guess we'll we'll make our way slowly back to the topics of uh, Ching Ping and and, uh, and and all that. Um, before we get there, the mo- one thing I want to talk about is the movie begins by framing everything around a decision that uh, that um, the uh, the Ziyu character's wife has to make. It says that there's a person in the palace that has to make like the most important decision the decision of our life. Yeah. And we just see her frantically running to the palace. And then at the end, there's this, you know, it's very complex what happens. But basically, the king uh, gets stabbed by the real Jiu, who then gets stabbed by the pretend Jiu, by Jing. And then Jing arranges it to look like they both killed each other. Um, He doesn't save the king. He, you know, he, he does the king in. Knowing that he can take uh, Ziyu's place and he goes out and tells people that the king was assassinated that he kills the assassin and the wife was the only witness so she's coming to the door and she's obviously going to have to tell people you know what happened and I, I, I'm assuming that's what 
they were talking about with her choice? I don't know if you had a different interpretation. No, that well, I had a twofold interpretation. Um, because remember that the other general that was on their side also comes in and kind of helps him set up the um, the the duplicity. Mm-hmm. So it's actually three of them that know what happened, but two of them are going to play it off. But she has the decision. So is she going to stay by his side? Because we know already know that she's in love with him mm-hmm. and just go with it or is she so now afraid of him because she has this terrified look on her face yeah. that she's going to run out there and tell everybody the truth so it's the same decision but a lot more going into it i guess mm-hmm. um so is she going to stick by her new man and become the queen or is she just gonna rat them all out? And then, but then who takes over? Because King King's dead too. So what do you do in that situation? You know, that is a very difficult decision to make. And I would not want to be in that position. And what do you think her choice was going to be? Like, what, what, did, like, what do you think the movie was trying to say she was leaning towards? Or is it perfectly balanced? Is it impossible to discern because it's shadow, I think it's, you know? Yeah, I think it's 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 gray. I don't really think that she... I don't really know what she did. In my position, I think I would have been too afraid to tell the truth because who's going to believe a woman in that day and age yeah. of what just happened inside, you know? Um, obviously he could turn around and kill her, but if he turns around and kills her right then, then everybody would know that she was telling, telling the truth. But eventually you'd have to sleep with one eye open if you just went along with the whole thing. So it's save your life now or later. Well, let, let me ask you this. Do you think she fell out of love with him in that scene because of the savagery of what he was doing? I think she did. Okay, that that was I my... I think she did. Yeah, that was my feeling too. I wasn't 100% sure because I could see, well, maybe after an hour, she calms down and realizes, oh, he kind of no, needed... No, I don't but, think there's any calming down from okay, that. Okay, so yeah. I, no, I'm with you. I think that I, I got the feeling that she fell out of love with him in that scene because up until then, she had clearly been in love with him and she had looked at him a certain way. And the way she was looking at him in that scene was, like you said, fearful. Like, she was afraid of him. And so, you know, he definitely... I think in a, in, a, in a lot of movies, that character would have sort of risen to become the hero. It would have been a happy... presented as a happy ending. Right. But this is presented as more of... No, he kind Maybe he becomes a monster through all this. Because it wasn't just that he did all that but that he was so confident about that move when he goes out there. Do you know what I mean? Right. He was just so fully committed to it. There was no hesitation. Um, and it was a brutal, you know, he betrayed both men. Do you know what I mean? And it would be understandable to betray one of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, whichever one he, he thought had... was... Oh, go ahead. 
No, you finish and then I'll go. I was going to say it would be understandable to betray whichever one he thought was responsible, right? Because he's sort of presented with two conflicting accounts. But it's kind of obvious that the G was probably the one that had his mom killed, I'm assuming. Um, right. But then if that's the case, he probably shouldn't have killed the king, I suppose. Or at least tried to tried to help him survive or come clean about what had, you know, the whole thing that had happened, how he was a shit, you know what I mean? It, uh, but I don't know, you know, what do you think he should have done in that situation? I kind of feel like he had... He had no choice. I'm going to give it two ways. I feel like he, he thought he had no choice because both of them were, in his mind, just as evil as the other one. The he the king had given up his sister and didn't even try and talk with her but mm-hmm. that's a whole different situation and then you know he'd been played by the commander who he's impersonating and to me i feel like they're both evil they're both not going to rule correctly so i'll just kill them both and take over and i will do the ruling as I see fit and do a better job. Yep. Um, I I don't know what I think he should have done because I didn't like either of those two characters. So them both dying was kind of like, well, there you go. And you both need to go. And one of them did kill his mom, which is going to put him into a right. very but disrupted he, I don't state think of mind. Was, right. And I really don't think he was clear on which one did it and so you just get rid of both of them also it's worth pointing out even though she's played very sympathetically in that scene because she's afraid she was a participant in his upbringing as a shadow too and so so like so on the one hand number one she's not morally clean but number two she does have a lot to fear because if he's that if he's that capable of that kind of brutality, like you were saying, she is going to have to sleep with one eye open because maybe he's going to, maybe it hasn't quite occurred to him yet, but down the road he might start to resent her too and be, and start having these murderous thoughts towards her. Um, so, you know, I don't know, it was interesting. It, it, what, I, what I liked about this ending is it's the kind of ending where if you saw it in a movie theater, which I obviously didn't, um, and you saw it with friends, which with these kind of movies, I rarely get to do. Um, you would, you would talk about it on the way home in the car. It would, it would be, it would be difficult not mm-hmm. to have conversations about this movie. Um, and I, and so, you know, that, that I, I thought, I thought this ending, uh, you know, whatever the interpretation, I thought it was a very, very good ending. It, it, it definitely puzzled me for the whole night. I was, I was thinking about it all evening. So. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I mean, I thought about it for a few days afterward. <laughs> like, why didn't they give us this, you know, what her decision was? But I'm glad that they didn't give us the decision because, like, we're having this debate now. Yeah. What do we think that she would have done? You know, there are so many moral issues that come up in that situation that, I mean, it's just a great way to end a film to have people to continue to talk about it. So, I mean, starting it where it ended, complete circle, you know, it was awesome. 
and and because yin and yang is an actual motif throughout this film with black and white that makes a lot of sense do you know what i mean it's sort of mm-hmm. like yeah because it does come full circle but it's a it's a circle where you don't really know there's like a if if they had given us a conclusion about that it would have broken that motif i feel yeah mm-hmm. um so what about the style and look cuz this was definitely a very good looking movie it was very sleek right down to things like the texture of the ground they a lot of the details of this really amazed me like they had that again the yin and yang symbol plays out throughout the whole movie Yes, but there's they that, fight on yin and yang. Yeah, in the training sequences. And they have the... And, you know, my grandfather was a bricklayer, and so I couldn't help but notice the way that the bricks were laid out in that mm-hmm. scene. They just... They look so beautiful and and textured. And, and the same thing with the platform and so much of the film. It, it wasn't just that it was black and white and that the contrast was there, but there was like a... When the water hit something, you felt like you could feel the water. Do you know what I mean? There was mm-hmm. something immersive about the way the movie was shot. Yeah, it drew you into that world and everything around you was completely irrelevant. Irre- I can't talk. That's okay. Irrelevant to that. Um, when I watched it, I watched it at night and it kind of felt like that I was... I was a shadow like I was following everybody in the movie Mm -hmm. and getting their perspective and it was so beautifully shot that I don't know in some of the scenes I felt like I was feeling what the character was feeling even down to the rain on my skin I mean that doesn't happen very often that's how immersed I was in this film that I was a part of that world for the what 116 minutes that I was there it was it was I think it was a it was almost a two-hour movie I think um let me see if I have the runtime here sometimes you don't get the run times on these Um, I think it's 116 minutes which is almost two hours okay but it didn't feel like two hours it I know you said it was the slow pace but I didn't feel like it was moving slow at all. It it was they, only the first 20 minutes that I felt that way. It was like, I, because I think also I wasn't 100% clear on what was going on initially. So I was kind of confused. I suspect that when I watch it again, it might not be the case. Do you know what I mean? That's why I'm sort of still, because I really did like it by the end. But that initial reaction was, oh my God, I'm bored. And... I was waiting for fights to happen. I was, you know what I mean? I was, I was, and, and, and there were scenes that kind of, I don't know, like, like I said, there's a lot of stuff where I feel like he's directly calling back to earlier movies. And so there was like a scene with the Gujung, uh, that they were playing mm-hmm. that kind of reminded me a little bit of house of flying daggers, because that was also a scene where a deception was possibly going to be discerned by a performance like that do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and 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 it was clever to kind of have this husband and wife that were known to play a duet and the king asked them to play a duet but the husband in this case is a imposter and so he can't play Mm -hmm. a duet um and and and, you know so uh but i don't know i i i think i think eventually i i uh I, i warmed up to it and uh 
and 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 it, and it, and, it, and it worked for me. I also have to say I liked there was a scene where the husband and wife do play a duet and it's and it's like a lovers quarrel. Do you uh-huh. remember that scene? That's and it and it's happening as the backdrop to the battle scene, I think. I love that scene. I thought that was really well done. I I I I I really admired how without really using words or dialogue or anything you understood what was going on between the husband and wife and 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 i don't know it was just very dramatic and effective and impactful i thought um so yeah so so yeah so let's let's talk a little bit about the the love story the relationships the drama all the stuff that we said we were going to hold off on um what did you think of the love story between the decoy and the the wife? It was deep, man. Um, yeah, I mean, so many emotions. I was just like, can you two just get together already? Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was, I saw him sleeping on the floor and I was like, <laughs> really how long have you been doing this ruse and you're sleeping on the floor and you it obviously been a while that he's been pretending see i can't talk again (laughs) pretending um but you know to see him sleep on the floor every night and to go through this little ritual but you know the commander can see that his wife has kind of fallen in love with jing and you feel for him because he's down in this cave because no one can see him and you know that's got to be playing tricks on your mind too yeah wondering what's going on in the outside world even though apparently he did have spies telling him things um yeah so it was kind of heartbreaking that he would turn so violent at the end and that she would become afraid because that's not what i wanted to happen but it made for a great story. Yeah, it did. It did. I agree a hundred percent on all those points. I think that it's one of these movies where you really like want them to get together and you can feel the romantic tension, but also the, the threat of doom that hangs over a couple (laughs) like that. Like, you know, they should get together, but they also shouldn't get together because that husband is a real, nasty looking man he does not see you know he would not hesitate to kill them both it seems um and he seems like a powerful person who like you said he has spies and so so i don't know i i i thought all that was effective and i thought you didn't want it to go where it went to but it kind of had to to be as effective as it was if they had offered us the satisfying sort of you know romantic happy ending or even if it was bathed in blood if there was a sense that this couple got together and it was joyful that would that would undermine what was that that wouldn't have been satisfying at all yeah yeah i agree so uh but they had to kind of get you to want that to make that last scene effective so Mm -hmm. um so yeah so so there was that but there was also the one we mentioned with uh ping the uh the the sister of the king and how she's given this dagger, which, you know, maybe don't give 
women that you're proposing to daggers in these kinds of situations. You gotta stop there, because what he did to her was just downright wrong. No, it was. You do not ask the princess to be your concubine. It it was an insult. She needs to be wife number one. Not wife number two. I agree a hundred percent. Obviously, it was an insult, and obviously, the king is—it right. kind of makes the king look bad. But how stupid do you have to be to insult somebody and give them the weapon? That to, is true. To, um, but you I know that's going to come back. Well, you should know that that's going to come back to haunt you. Yes. Even if she did marry him, she would be waiting for her time to use that dagger yes. appropriately. Yes, and he's given her something that she can, even if it's not in a combat scene like this one, that she has every right to have in her hand in in a setting with him. Do you know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. the token of their... So it just seems like a, a bad idea. But yeah, no, he... he he he's so it starts out where it seems like he's going to offer to be her. I think the king had asked to arrange a marriage, and then he's like, "Oh, I'll take her as my concubine," and you know the king basically agrees to it. And so she sneaks in with the rest of the soldiers into the fight. She gets killed during the battle, fighting well, with this guy. Before you do that, we yeah. have to explain what kind of sister she is, because she is not your demure pretty little sister that does whatever you say they called her the wild child at the very beginning and then she's going to be insulted so you know that good things are not going to happen yeah yeah no and she and she's very feisty she she talks back i mean i don't remember if she does it in front of the advisors but she speaks back to her brother she definitely reprimands him uh and rebukes his position you know, basically agreeing with the advisors who consider him a coward. Um, and so after all this, she sneaks into the city and she participates in the siege. And she ends up having a duel with this, uh, with with the, the prince or the general's son or whoever he is. And I think he delivers a mortal wound to her. But when he asks her, why did you come here to die like this? And she says, you know, be, you know, like I think she says something to him like, because you insulted me. And the look of confusion on his face is beautiful. Uh, it's like, oh, yes, this is going to be a delicious revenge. And and then she just stabs him in the neck with the, uh, you know. And again, there's a lot of movies that do something like that. But this, I thought, was still surprising the way that it was done. It was, uh, it was at least emotionally effective. Uh, it was definitely emotion- emotionally effective. And when I saw that she had snuck onto the boat, and was going to be a part of this mission. I was like, I hope she comes out victorious. And I meant victorious as being that she kills him. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't expecting her to die too. I because thought she. she was, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I thought she was so feisty that she was going to have excellent fighting skills. Okay. And she does have she excellent does. fighting skills. It's just that he is a little bit better. But um, I just was hoping that she wouldn't die and that she would go back to her brother and say, you might have sent me to marry him as a concubine, but I got my revenge and just rubbed it in his face because she was feisty like that. So, yeah, I was really hoping that 
she would go back to her brother and, you know, give him hell too. Yeah, and I have to say, the moment she... They had this scene where they kind of do a Trojan horse thing with the... the the, it was like a Laitai platform that he's supposed to fight on. It's like a boat with a platform on it. And they all have kind of like ancient scuba gear, right? And she uh-huh. just jumps in with them. The moment I saw her in that scene, I was like, oh, this feels like the kind of movie where this person's now going to die. <laughs> it just it just <laughs> felt like that kind of movie. Um, but, but yeah, so I don't know. I guess we should. Is there anything else we should cover before we get on to ratings and recommendations? No, I think we covered everything except for the kings of butthead. But you know, I think we kind of said that throughout. Yeah, that's self like that's self evident. I do have to say, I found him oddly charismatic. He was, you didn't like him, but you were still kind of at every. He still surprised you. Do you know what I mean? He still surprised you with his intelligence from time to time. Do you know what I mean? He would. Mm -hmm. he, He was still, in a way. He had what it took to be an effective ruler, but it seemed to be that there was maybe a little bit of madness in there and also the cowardice and those two things were, you know, preventing him from being great. But he understood how to play the chess game that was unfolding. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really only that boneheaded move of standing in front of a guy with a mask on his face who obviously could be uh, the commander. Um, and letting him stab you. Do you know what I mean? That was, you know, mm-hmm. you, that was a scene you knew that was going to happen. The viewer knows that is going to happen, and the king should at least have suspected it was a possibility. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, so why don't you go first with your rating and recommendation? And I'll. Okay, we're doing this on a scale of one to five, and there's no halvesies. So I'm definitely going to have to give this. A four. I felt the emotional connection with the movie. I felt like I was in the middle of the movie with the characters. Uh, the it was just beautifully shot. The costumes were beautiful. I loved the storyline. I I loved how we came full circle. I loved the yin and yang motif playing throughout the entire movie. I just thought it was really well done. Um, so well done that I'm looking to watch more movies by the same director to see what they're like. Um, okay. We talked about maybe doing some other ones that he he's done. Um, Have we done Curse of the Golden Flower, by the way? I don't know. I feel like we that. did do I feel like we've at yeah, least we done... Did- Hero. We did do Curse of the Golden Flower. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed the movie. I did get to watch it twice because I watched it today hmm. after I was done work before we came on. So yeah, I I thought it was a really good good movie. The just the tension and the drama and it just all works so well together, you know, it's, and this is, and you know me, I'm an old school, old school girl. I really like my seventies and eighties movies. 
but um, this one I really, really enjoyed, and I'm glad it's free on Netflix because I'll be watching it again. So, so yeah, so so for me, I'll just say very flatly, it started as a two for me and it ended as a four. I, I, uh, I was bored early on, and I think the reason why is it felt like a like more of a court drama. Do you know what I mean? Initially. And, you know, I'm not usually a big fan. What was, what, I'm sorry? I can see that the yeah. first like 10 minutes was yeah. nothing about, but them in, and I thought that too, that there was just going to be too much court and, you know, politics. And so in but, the court, but, but then these emotional things started to happen and, just interesting things started to happen and intriguing things. And it just kind of more and more my attention was gained and it made up for the boredom at the beginning because a lot of that stuff was paying dividends later on. So I, I would definitely say, you know, my final score is a four for this. Um, I don't know where it's going to reside. If I watch it again or five times or whatever, it might go up, it might go down. I suspect it would probably go up if anything. Um, but I would have to watch it again to really see. Do you know what I mean? It's the kind of movie where mm-hmm. I really need to see it again. Um, so I would give it a tentative four, and I would say definitely a movie people should see because a, a lot of people do like this movie. Number one, it's got a, it's got I think very high overall ratings. Um, and I was I was a little scared when I first started watching because like oh man I'm gonna have to give like this high rated movie a two, um, you know and. The only other time I've done anything like that is for, um, what was the movie? The Assassin, the 2015 movie with uh, Chu Chi. And so, uh, you know, at first I thought this was turning into another movie like The Assassin, but it definitely wasn't. It just kind of had to, I don't know, I, th- I think it maybe wanted you to trust it a bit in the beginning. Do you know what I mean? You kind of had to, mm-hmm. you know, this is a, obviously if you're coming to see this movie, it's because you like this director. He's done a lot of good films. And, you know, you, you know, so, you, you, you know, he's hoping that, you know, you're going to give him that, that trust initially, I think, to make the, uh, to make everything come together. And, and also, I think there are, for a lot of people, those kind of scenes are fine. They're going to like that stuff. It's just that for me, it was, I was like, mm, this is a little slow, a little, little, uh, lethargic <laughs> and, uh, and, and really really drab looking on top of everything. I don't know if I want, like, I love drab, but I need some excitement to make the drab sustainable. Uh, but then things kicked in and it worked. So I, I, I ended up really liking the film. Um, but I feel like I still have to kind of mention that I didn't initially, because I think anybody with my taste that goes in and watches it, that first 20 minutes could deter them and they kind of have to stick through it. And, and see where the movie goes. Do you know what I mean? And then, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, and I guarantee you, you there's a really good chance you're going to love what comes. Uh, but again, it's, uh, where was this on Netflix? This one? Yes, we saw it on Netflix. So you can see it on Netflix. It's totally worth checking out. And, you know, it's, it's worth checking out because of the director. It's worth checking out because it's, it's kind of notable. And so, uh, and it's gorgeous. Uh, and it's also, uh, a good example of of just you know how poetic movies like this can be sometimes do you know what i mean like if you need mm-hmm. to a lot of the movies we 
we we really love when I show them to people. It's not their thing. Do you know what I mean? It's just the 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 way the films are shot, or the way you know, just the the because the priority is on violence and martial arts action. Some of the other stuff isn't to people's liking. This movie tends to everything, so I think that um, if somebody has a higher bar for what they want, this might be a good film to show them. To say, hey, look, here's what a martial arts movie could look like when it's done in a certain way. Do you know what I mean? So, right, it's sort of your the you know your your ca- cafe latte version of like Lucia <laughs> or Kung Fu. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, so you know, like if I'm going to show if you know, my dad's not a big fan of movies like this. Anytime I've shown him a movie that's got martial arts action, he's he's not a big fan. This would be one of the movies I would probably pick to try to win him over. Um, so yeah, so I don't know any anything else to add before we before we move on. Well, I think that our ill-fated lovers had great chemistry on screen, and yeah. I was just reading that they're actually married in real life. That so, makes sense. That definitely makes that sense. That does I, make sense. That I, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, and, I, and you know what? It makes sense from both directions because I believed that she loved him. I also really believed in that lovers' quarrel scene with the with the the Gujung scene and so mm-hmm. I, I I think to get both of those them being married really would add to that um, and also I'm kind of happy that in a way they do have their happy ending in real life do you know, like right. <laughs> so you know maybe the characters don't have a happy ending but at least presumably they are happy together um, so so that's kind of nice but um, but yeah and I guess uh, you know, we're not quite sure what we're going to do next time, but I do know that we've been talking about a potential Jackie Chan movie, um, yeah. which, uh, you know, I'll have to confer with Dion to, to see if we can, can do this one. But there's a Jackie Chan movie that I've apparently never seen where Jackie Chan is dressed as Chun Li. Somebody sent me this clip and, and I was very surprised. So. I mean, you know, maybe the rest of the movie doesn't live up to the clip. I don't know, but uh, um, I definitely want to see this movie now. So, um, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, maybe watch that film. But if not, we'll be back with something else that's you know just as great. And uh, and until then, we will talk to you later. Bye.